Hey guys, um, Shavua Tov, presumably. Uh, this is the Tanya for Chaf Zion Shvat, the 27th of Shvat. Um, it's the second part of chapter 28. So, truth be told, I am noticing um, how depth-filled this chapter is. It's really a lot here. Um, and it could be understood very simply, but I'm noticing... I'm just noticing how much there is here um, and the implications of what the author is saying on our lives, you know, on, a, on, a, on all the dimensions is really, really big. At the same time, I don't feel like I have DOS about all the deeper implications at all. But at the same time as that, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not, not I don't think, I'm, I decided that I'm not going to wait until I do before I make this recording because... Uh, first of all, because I'm, uh, I'm on the West Coast, so if you want to listen to this on Motzei Shabbos, I want you to be able to have it um, before 2 a.m. <laughs> but also because, to you know, like, to what end? Like, how, like, the quest for DOS, I think, is a hard quest <laughs> in the sense of when is it going to be that time that we're going to get it all? I don't, I don't know if that's even possible. You know what I mean? And so I'm showing up with what I have right now with the DOS that I have about it at, in this moment. Um, and yeah, we'll flow with the Hashkacha practice of that because it's easy to be like, I'll wait till I figure it out more, but I, I don't know how to do that or when that would happen, you know? So it's leaning into the present moment. Okay, so Perik Chavches, part two. So we're, we're discussing this theme in Perik Chavches of this person who is he already knows that the author have already told him that he's born to struggle, that he's born literally ulai lekach zanivra. Perhaps the entire purpose of your creation is to live in the space between self and parts, and to not kill your parts, but to hold them and navigate with them, and you know to to live in that battle, and that that is the victory. You know that is the dira. That is the space where life is found, and and purpose and meaning is found, and Hashem's desire is found for a banani you know that that's that's what life is about but then now this person is coming to the altar and they're and they're saying they're like okay i get that and so it would make sense that while i'm just living my day my darkness comes up and these thoughts come up these machshavasaris quote-unquote alien thoughts that are making me not present that are making me making my mind go or my heart go or my my sensations go or whatever aspect of me go somewhere other than the present moment other than where hashem is right now so whether it's during a mitzvah or during Torah or just during a moment, you know, well, actually not during Tara Mitzvah, but it, he's basically, this guy is saying, I get that it would happen while I'm not doing Tara Mitzvah. I get why would, that, that that would happen during my life because I'm in the middle of Klippa's Noga and so, okay, Klippa comes over and that's the purpose why I'm, exi- why I'm alive and that's fine. I, you know, but what now what this person is saying to the is they're like, well, what about the times that I'm engaged in a Mitzvah? What about the times that I'm engaged in Torah and light and connectivity in kindness to another person and davening? Like, these times that my light is revealed, that my godly soul is revealed, even then these thoughts come up, even then this darkness can come in. And so the author said to him already, he said that, you know, when the the way that you, like there's nothing wrong with you, essentially. <laughs> and it's not even that there's nothing wrong with you. You are actually doing great because the fact that the darkness is coming up in the midst of light is only because your light is so strong. And when light is so strong, darkness gets scared because we know that about animal soul and godly soul, that they're not just on, 
they're not just like sitting next to each other as friends they're in constant dynamic they're in constant engagement with each other and so the fact that the darkness is coming up while you're in the midst of light means that your light is really strong and you know it's interesting because in the ifs language it's very clear also like parts parts get loud in t- on two occasions they get loud when they they always get loud when they're trying to protect you but that feeling of wanting to protect you happens on two times it either happens when the original trigger happens so like you know or not, or the original trigger or something of the sort of the original trigger so let's say you know a person has a part that says don't get close to anybody who wants to love you because the person who was supposed to love you and again this is subconscious but the person who was supposed to love you didn't love you and so it must mean you're not lovable so don't get close to anybody that way you won't get hurt again right so now that person's going to start getting close to somebody who loves them and they're the part's going to start screaming anxiety no way disbelief avoidant ah right um so that's that's you know but at the same time another way that another time that the part so what's happening in that moment basically is that the part is being threatened because even that okay sorry (laughs) basically there's two options there if the person is saying if the person is not using their self in that moment if that person's self is not leading them then for sure the part is going to freak out because the part has to do their job and the part's going to be like no don't go there because I have to protect you, right? I'm, pr- I'm trying to protect you, and to protect you, I have to not let you get close to love. But let's say the part, the person is using their self in that moment. Now, that person's going to say, dear part, I see you, I hear you, I know that this happened in your past, I know this happened in my past, but right now, I know I have the courage and the strength and the vulnerability, really, to maybe get hurt, but to lean in anyways. And when the part hears that, naturally, what's going to happen is the part's going to freak out the part will freak out but that freak out of the part is in direct contrast to the growth that this person's experiencing to this new light that this person is accessing this place of self you know but the part's gonna freak out because the part is literally gonna say like i have spent my entire life protecting you and now you're saying that you're gonna protect me how do i trust you you didn't show up before for me now suddenly you're you're this new self saying i'm gonna show up you know so it's it's this whole dynamic going on but parts and self don't just you know the dynamic between parts and self is very busy (laughs) they really have a lot to say to each other and um and they're in constant dynamic and so but the author has been telling us that when when you're in a state of light in a state of connectivity and your darkness shows up it's not because there's something wrong with your light it's not not because there's something unworthy in your light or hypocritical in your light or not fully you know whatever like you're doing great your light is amazing and you're you're doing amazing and naturally the more amazing that you do the more intense the people will respond so the light this is uh again um part two of chapter okay so um okay the low okay so now the author is basically literally gonna this is a sweet line that he says so basically he's saying this is this is gonna refute a common error so basically everybody in the world oftentimes people in the world think this mistake what do they what is the mistake that they think they mistakenly think that 
they decide that when the thought occurs to them in prayer, so they're in the state of connectivity, they're in the state of presence, and then suddenly they have this other thought, the Makhshavazara, they conclude that their tefillah is worth nothing. They conclude that their light is just insignificant now because if my light was worth something i wouldn't be i wouldn't the darkness wouldn't come up you know and in more basic language it's if i was doing it right the struggle wouldn't be here if i was actually being honest with myself if this was actually truthful if i was actually being authentic or whatever word you want to use then the struggle wouldn't be here you know but the altar is refuting that literally has he says a common error What's the truth? Oh, so with continuing the common error, if I was to pray correctly and, and write properly, these thoughts would not come up in my mind. So if I was actually being true, and if this was actually true to me, and if this was actually me, <laughs> you know, and if I was doing this right, then I wouldn't be struggling right now. The thought wouldn't have come up. But the says it's a common mistake. What's the truth? The MS, Haya Kidver, the truth is that they would be true in their words if if they only had one soul and that one soul was the one that was dominating and was the one that was thinking this so if you had one soul that you know that would be a little bit odd <laughs> because then what, is, what are they? Are they one or the other? But the truth is, the truth is, there are two souls that are in constant war against the other in this person's mind. And just notice that the altar says in this person's mind, even about the animal soul. And usually we say that the animal soul is in the heart. But what we've been learning about the animal soul is that the animal soul starts in the heart the animal soul begins as a visceral experience and that visceral experiences of separateness survival instinct i i need survival what what does survival instinct come from it literally comes from separateness because survival instinct says i will do whatever it takes to survive because i am alone i need to fight for survival and that's a visceral reaction it's not a thought process it's this is just how i feel it's my blood right but what we know about the animal soul is that the animal soul travels from the body into the heart, from the heart, from the body, into the heart, into the brain. Um, and basically from the visceral reaction of separateness, the visceral belief of separateness, the visceral feeling of separateness, we create stories about our separateness. So I'm not cared about, I'm not loved, I won't be able to achieve things, tomorrow is going to be bad. Um, things are not going to work out, I'm not able to do it, I'm limited in this way, I'm limited in that way, she's hurting me, he's this, blah, 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 like all these separateness beliefs that happen in our mind, but they're a result, they're, they're, they, the reason why they're in our mind is because of the feelings inside of our body, essentially, that we feel this feeling of separateness from the animal soul, and then it leads into our mind, but what the other is saying is that the actual place that the war takes place, that this dynamic between animal soul and godly soul takes place is it between body and mind it's between mind and mind we don't have control over body versus mind we don't have control over the sensation that comes up inside of our body that's god god is the one that creates us like that what we do have control over is our machshava including the machshavas of our animal soul including the machshavas that 
this it's, makshavas of our animal soul are the stories that we say about our lives that are founded on beliefs of separateness. I'm not good enough. This etc etc etc. Um, so, so in fact, there are two souls inside of my mind that are cons- in the constant battle. Kol achas, each one of them chafza or their deepest desire, limshol by to rule my mind. And to pervade the mind exclusively. The animal soul doesn't want to be friends with the godly soul. And the godly soul doesn't want to be friends with the animal soul. Because to the godly soul, all is connectivity. So to the godly the godly soul knows that the animal soul is also part of the connection. But the godly soul doesn't want to be friends with the animal soul if she's showing up as disconnection. She wants to reel her in. You know... Basically, it's like it, the reason why I pause for a second is because it's like <sighs> I'm just gonna breathe for a second. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like I talk for so long, <laughs> especially when I think when I do two recordings in one day. Um, but just again noting what it means that the altar bit. Actually, I'm gonna breathe for another second. <laughs> I bless you to breathe too. <laughs> we have two souls. <laughs> what does that mean that we have two souls? Like obviously the altar really wants us to know that we have two souls. You know, it's not just it's not a little thing that we have two souls. It's a big deal. think I think what it is is it's I think one of the messages that the altar is really trying to help us understand is that you're not broken like you're really not broken like not only kind of not broken <laughs> like actually not broken like living in a state of being where you have conflict in your heart and in your mind and in your experience of self like it's not the result of there being something wrong with you like Daltarp is just telling you so clearly like you have two souls so simple but it's so profound <laughs> it's pretty crazy okay uh, let's just we're gonna continue um, I'm sitting on a hammock right now I think that that is the result of just wanting to that is the the cause of just wanting to breathe right now <laughs> Baruch Hashem. literally i bless everybody that's listening to this to find breath today like and not like hocus pocus breathing da 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 like all that's great too and actually it's wild how in line it is with tanya like literally what breath does is it helps us access our higher consciousness which is this voice of our soul so it's really all the same thing but just simply breathing in the sense of like noticing that you're alive inside of your body like your body isn't just like roaming the world like you are present in your body and not always emotionally or intellectually or thoughtfully or whatever all that stuff but like you you are in your body right now and just like noticing that like feeling yourself in your body it's very exciting
sometimes things feel very very connected and in this moment it's one of those moments of like it's not like I'm here and like Tanya's there and the house around me is there and the sky is there and it's like literally like anode like the energy inside of me is the same energy inside of the world and it's all like just love it's literally all just love so in summation I bless everybody to experience love inside of their lives full 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 love and then to know that in those experiences of love if while you're experiencing that you suddenly have this other thought that's like eh, I don't know about that <laughs> I actually just am thinking something else <laughs> but you notice that that's not because the love isn't real that's not because the feeling of love isn't true it's because you have two souls and the job of the animal soul is literally to tell you something else <laughs> that's the mission that it is on just like that mission of the the servant of the king that went to the village that's its mission <laughs> and it's wild and that's why Dalter was going to tell us that that's its mission but i have a mission too and my mission is to feel love my mission is to align myself with my godly soul and so in moments where i'm in that you know assuming that it's not the set times and assuming that it's not the you know the moments where Dalter was telling us lean into the pain lean into the darkness you know if it's if it's a time that I'm on, I'm connected with my godly self and a thought comes up, I'm allowed to look at it and say, I don't want to listen to you right now. You're not the fullness of who I am. I'll come back to you later. <laughs> sure, I will. I already decided that last chapter that I'm not going to just forget about you. I'm going to work with you. I will. But you don't need to do therapy on your wedding day. <laughs> you don't need to do therapy on your wedding day. It's that simple do therapy before your wedding day <laughs> you know and after your wedding day do more therapy and on your wedding day if you want to like quickly write it down so that you don't forget to do therapy about it later that's fine but not even that like you'll deal with it later like in moments of light you're allowed to just lean into the light and the reason you have permission to do that is because the fact that the darkness comes isn't because there's something wrong with your light the darkness is coming because your light is so great so which it gives you permission to lean fully into the light Okay, I think I may have a DOS about it. <laughs> um, but I'm also aware that there's so much more to this chapter. This chapter is just so... There's so much. Okay, let's continue. So each of them, each of these souls wishes to rule my mind. All thoughts of Torah and fear of God and unity of God and all that stuff. Uh, come from the godly soul and all worldly matters anything that is helem anything that is ilam that anything that is not revelation of god is from my my animal soul it's two distinct consciousnesses inside of my mind and they are both here with intention and they are both here from god just like the the servants of the king it's that simple rock oh so then why do they interfere with each other if they're just if they're too distinct um too distinct consciousnesses then why do they interfere with each other the godly soul is enclosed within the animal soul um so essentially one cannot go without the other it, I, I don't i can't really diagram it for you guys right now partly because i don't fully understand it and partly because i can't draw <laughs> but it's essentially like there's like a ball and then the ball is animal soul and then inside of the ball is godly soul and it's kind of like they like are all it's all intertwined with each other so 
when the godly soul reacts, the animal soul feels it. And when the animal soul reacts, the godly soul feels it. Like everything feels it feels each other. I made so okay, so now the altar is gonna tell us kind of what I was saying before about like if it's your wedding day and the thought comes up, you're allowed to ignore it. And what and why are you allowed to ignore it? Because I'm sorry about that sound. I will never understand why people put those sounds on their cars. It's like you're literally putting an extra sound onto your car. Like as if cars aren't loud enough. I don't understand. But that's okay. To each their own. Okay. This is like a person who is praying. To, so an example we're going to talk about is a person who's praying with intention, with devotion, with intention. And in front of him stands a wicked person and he's standing there and chatting and speaking to him in order to confuse him so the reason why the altar is saying this as mushal is because the nimshal of it is that the animal soul that is causing this confusion in my mind that's causing this darkness in my mind it also is there only to confuse me it's on this mission from god to bring me this thought it's not like it's just like oh you're an evil person let me mess with you it's like no i'm here on a mission from god to incite chaos in your mind to make you not present to take you out of your presentness with hashem and to bring you somewhere else to amachshava zara but it is literally kidei levabalai in order to confuse him that's why it's here hashem has sent hashem has sent it to do this mission she says this would be the best advice for this person shalai lahashiv so the best advice for him would be to literally not pay attention to him to not answer him and not good or evil so you're not saying oh you're so amazing you're only a messenger of god and you're also not saying you piece of garbage get out of here you shameful you know and just notice by the way how often that was done to us in high school and all the times when we were supposed to be davening and we were distracted and people said you blah 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 so i'm sorry to everybody who had that experience because altar literally just told us don't do that <laughs> to comply with the verse answer don't answer a fool according to his folly lest you too become like him so too he should not answer this thought that comes up with anything he should not engage in argument against it he should just Ignore it. Ki Because when you wrestle with a filthy person, you become dirty too. So just noticing again that this is not talking about... This altar is not saying never engage with darkness. The altar is specifically talking about moments where you are engaged with higher self. When you are in a state where you're trying to access... You know, we can't be in therapy all the time. It's, it. first of all, I mean, like nobody would say that that's supposed to be healthy, but also even according to Torah, there's times where you're meant to kind of be engaged with only neshama, with only, with only godly soul. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing because why isn't it a bad thing? It's just not a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is so vulnerable that I do this. I'm just saying, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, so I'm not. I don't really understand the wrestling part. We're gonna move on from there. 
Instead, you should pretend to not hear the foreign thoughts that occur to him. And you should dismiss them from your mind. And you should strengthen the power of your concentration. So, essentially, why do you have... What Delta was saying here, I think, is like an opportunity. That's the way I'm taking it, at least. That you have, when you're davening, when you're in the state of higher self, and the thought comes up, and you feel like such a failure because... If the, my davening was authentic, it wouldn't come up. What the Altarab is saying here is, your davening is very authentic. Your higher self is very authentic. These things are actually true and you're doing great. And you're doing so great that you actually have an opportunity in that moment that you don't even need to engage with the darkness. You know, you're on a mission and it's on a mission. And the mission that you're on right now is to be engaged with higher self. The mission it's on right now is to confuse you from being engaged with higher self, to stop you from being engaged with higher self. So just ignore it just ignore it it's only here to be ignored it's not here for any other reason so it's that simple and again it doesn't mean that you know the altar is not saying actually you can't actually not hear it you know what i mean so if you got if you want to remember if it's your wedding day and you're having an anxiety attack but you know that you're meant to be married to that person you know like the altar is not saying like Delta is not saying marry somebody that you don't want to marry, <laughs> obviously. But basically, you have permission when you are engaged with higher self and darkness shows up. You have permission to look the darkness in the eyes and say, I choose my higher self right now. And it's because I know that my higher self is MS. If I thought that it wasn't, I would I would listen to you right now. You know what I mean? If... But the truth, but the fact is, is that my higher self is MS. And the fact that darkness is showing up doesn't mean something about my higher self. It means that I also have an animal soul. I have two souls. I'm not broken. I have two souls. And when it's, if it's a moment that you're engaged with higher self, you're allowed to look that darkness in the eyes and say, not today, not right now, not in this hour. I'll write you down quickly or I'll, you know, um, we'll, we'll think about you later, but not right now. And that's Okay. And it's okay because your higher self is MS. If your higher self wasn't MS, it wouldn't be okay. You know what I mean? Then you would have to constantly listen to the animal soul because maybe it's true, maybe it's true, maybe it's true. But right now what Dalton was saying is if you are actually engaged with higher self and darkness shows up, it's because it's responding to the truth of your higher self. So you're allowed to look at it and say, you're on a mission to confuse me for my higher self. I'm on a mission to stay true to my higher self. So I'll see you later. Thank you for coming to remind me of my higher self right now. You know, thank you for showing up. Okay. If it is very hard to distract him, if he finds it difficult to dismiss these thoughts because they distract him with such a great intensity. So he's trying to ignore them. but They're just not going away. What can he do? Um... He should humble himself before God and supplicate him in his thought to have compassion upon him in his abundant mercies. Just like a father takes pity on his children who come from his own mind, from his own brain. So will Hashem be compassionate on the soul who derives from Hashem. So just notice what's happening here. Why am I able in that moment to turn to God and say, Hashem, please help me? The reason why I'm able to do that is because this soul that is asking for help is coming from Hashem, meaning it is MS. It is MS. 
<laughs> like the reason why I can go to Hashem and say, Hashem, please help me stay true to my higher self. Please help me not be overwhelmed by these thoughts because I want to be within my MS is because it is MS. <laughs> That's why it works to talk to Hashem about it. That's why it works to look at Hashem and say, Hashem, please help me. And what, what, what are we asking Hashem to do? To rescue it from the turbulent waters, aka this external force to me, this animal soul that's also inside of me, not the fullness of who I am. And Hashem should do this for His own sake. For His own sake. Why would it be for His own sake? Because I am literally, my soul literally is a piece of God himself. Um, Amai. His Hashem's nation is literally a part of Hashem. So you're not broken. You're not, there's nothing wrong with you pretty much ever. <laughs> um, and there is time and place to deal with our darkness and work through our stuff and, you know, explore parts and all of it. There's time and place for it and we have to do it. It's part of our divine service in this world. It's part of our divine mission in this world. And we can't ignore that. And at the same time, your wedding day is not the time for a therapy session. I love that quote. It's bringing me so much joy. But for real, your wedding day is not time for therapy session. And there's times and places where you're able to tap into higher states of self. And even in, and in those moments, if darkness comes, it's not because your light isn't true. It's not because you haven't done healing. It's not because you, you haven't accessed this higher truth, this higher self. It's there. You have it. You, you're good. You're doing great. <laughs> And the darkness comes because it gets threatened and it feels scared that you're going to forget about her. So she's like, please don't forget about me. So compassion, compassion, compassion. But you have permission to see yourself as really, really, really filled with light. And not to the exclusion of saying that you don't have an animal soul. You know, that's that would be gospel's ruach. That would be an inflation of spirit. That would be thinking you're a tzaddik. I do have animal soul. And because I have animal soul, I'm allowed to believe I am light because the fact that I have animal soul means that even though my darkness comes up, it's not to the exclusion of my light being honest. So it's it's a really powerful thought. I bless us all to experience ourselves as light even for one moment. Um... Yeah, because the fact that I have an animal soul means that my light is is shining and means that my light is, is actually real. And it's not just a fluorescent light bulb. It is literally chelik alika. It is divinity surging through my body. So, l'chaim. And yeah, this I don't feel ready to end this. I'm going to end it because I don't have anything else to say at this moment. <laughs> but... I am so excited to explore Parit Chavchas more. And it's crazy because now it's just like, on Parit Chavchas. <laughs> but like, there's just so much here. I, I, So I think this chapter for me thus far has been the chapter where I'm most like intrigued by what it's saying because it's the most contrary to the way I usually am, what I'm usually seeing in Tanya, which is explore your thoughts, explore your thoughts, explore your thoughts, you know? And you hear the author was saying like, don't take a moment to not. And the implications of that are very wide. So but essentially, I think what I'm getting as the main implication of that, of the permission to not explore my thought in this moment, is that the thought is not the fullness of who I am. The thought is a part of me. It's animal soul. But I am godly soul. And the choices that I make from a place of self, from a place of capital S self, and the, the moments that I spend in capital S self are really real. And I can 
I can be with them. I can sit in them. And even if the darkness comes up in those moments, I'm allowed to look at it and say, you're still not the fullness of who I am. But okay, I'm going in circles now. Okay. Uh, yeah, bye. <laughs>